Jamie and Joe Rogan combined. That's right, and welcome to Ooh. the podcast. What's this going is, on? I should know what episode this is. I'll do an edit, and this is episode number five. <laughs> and see, that's where I left a little edit room. Hopefully, that's enough time. Um, I'm here. I'm joined by a really, really good friend of mine. He's actually the first friend that I made in comedy. This is a, a, a really, he, this guy, he's an animator, a really great animator. He actually even made the podcast logo for me, for a bunch of other people. Um, what else can I say that's great about him? This guy loves pugs. He is Pug Master Flex. Give it up for my boy, Chris <laughs> Gassler. Don't actually give it up because, you know, we can't hear it, but you know what I mean. I want you to sit at home and clap your hands right now. <laughs> Please, and if you're driving, at least one hand clap or something. Yeah, like slap your slap knee or your something. Knee. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up a little bit. Come Do on. the Nick Johnson and just beat the table <laughs> and make everybody else's bom, drinks bom, fall bom. down. I exactly. hate when he does that. <laughs> I love you, Nick. You're not going to listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah, man, so, so yeah, um, I wanted. I, I like to have. I want to have guests on and stuff. Just talk to them and, and whatnot, and you know, right. see how they're doing. Uh, Chris is is nice enough to have brought me some some gentleman Jack. It was uh, chilling. I'm feeling very much like yo, Jamie. Actually, Jamie, <laughs> look up uh, gentleman Jack. I just want to know what, what what's so special about it. Let's get that pulled up. But don't take your time. I, I don't know if you know. This guy's just name is Jamie. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's not as, as actually good as the real Jamie. But, he's not you know, the he same can one. look stuff up. Yeah, Gentleman Jack. Okay, good. All right. No, don't hit enter. No, type in. No, not true story. Like, he just clicks. He's like Google. He just says, this thing? We like, purposely took away his mic because he's so annoying. He is, yeah. You guys really don't want to hear him. But Gentleman Jack established. Hey, what are you doing? You're not allowed type to have it. No, give that no, back. Yeah, give it. Yeah, make sure he gives this back to us. All right. All right. Oh, eight thirteen thirty-two. <laughs> no, that's the TV show. You oh, fucking idiot. Nineteen eighty-eight. Jamie. Nineteen eighty-eight. We gotta get a new Jamie. It's, I need a new Jamie. If anybody wants to be my uh, Jamie, uh, I'm sorry. You don't have to actually be named Jamie. That might be the new thing. Is not somebody named Jamie. Yeah, I think going as that as your requirement. This is how you got this bozo. This guy that's, sucks. Because like he doesn't know what to do. I'm the one who set everything up. I had rank to, amateur. Like we, we had audio. And stereo, and then it was coming in one ear, and then we had to fix that. Like, I've oh literally God. done every single week on every single app that I record this yeah. on, and I somehow figure it out, but never write it down. Today, I wrote it down. This guy, Jamie, he's like one of those guys who's like, he just calls the boss, and he's like, I can't figure it out, and he has the boss do the work for him. And he doesn't even know how to Google it right. Yeah. Like, at least I can Google it. I'll figure it out. Like Here's the thing is, he had Bing open when I walked in, well, and yo, I was like. Yo, you saw that too? Yeah, who uses Bing? I said, Bing? Google it. Yeah. I didn't say Bing it. I didn't say that that Chinese whatever it's called. Like Put that on Bing real quick. Fazuzu or something. They have some new Chinese YouTube. A some, new one? Or no, it's a Russian one. Oh, shit. Have you heard of DuckDuckGo? That's apparently a that new was one it. where it doesn't track that your was IP it. or something. Duck, there's something Duck, with Go. security or something. Yeah. People on the dark web, they've been talking to me about that. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't talk to them on the dark web. I'm just saying, like, these people talk to me. Have you ever gone on the dark I'm web? I'm friends. I want to, man. So, like, I was, uh, for my birthday weekend... I actually hung out with this guy. Um, I won't say too much because I don't want to get him in any kind of trouble like, right. with his job. But he works for basically like a really big software company Okay. that, that has uh, pretty much a big app that everybody's using. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's very knowledgeable at stuff, right? And he actually tells me he does a lot of stuff on the dark web, mainly just for purchasing stuff. Yeah. Like, he doesn't purchase anything really crazy, but he says, like, you can buy a lot of legal stuff a lot cheaper and easier really? that way, too. So, like, so, like, the same way you can buy stuff on Amazon, you just buy stuff in bulk. Yeah. Almost like Costco, oh, but shit. also for the illegal, illegal stuff. Oh, my you know, God. Obviously. I would love to know. stock up on ketchup and mustard and, and children. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, you can get children. For, in fact, it's better than going to Wayfair. Wayfair <laughs> is not on the dark web. It's on the light web. That's why people are getting caught right now. Yeah, exactly. Like if they were just buying it on Wayfair uh, instead of Wayfair, they just bought it on dark web. No, I don't know what is darkweb.com. I don't even know how dark web works, bro. I'm pretty and you sure can't Google you, it. You got to use like um, Tor or something like that. It's like yeah, you need a alternate need, browser thing. You basically need some kind of like VPN, mm -hmm. and like a Tor is, I think, almost like a, like a high class VPN. If yeah. I understand, yeah, it like it allows you to do things that you're not normally allowed to do on your computer, and also not have it track back to you. Yeah, which is the part. That's the main part. And I would just like to say, uh, me and Yusuf would never use the dark road. We can't speak for Jamie here. Um, uh, stinking Jamie's, uh, he's probably going to get Jamie. arrested soon because he's using it all the time with no yeah. VPN protector. No, of course not. Why would he? <laughs> you, this guy uses fucking Bing. <laughs> I bet you he leaves his location services on all the time too, don't you fucking idiot. <laughs> he sends any of his messages on the Silk Road. He's like, oh, by the way, I live over here. He has an Amazon Alexa. Does he? Yeah. Is and that I bad to him, have? 
Do you, do you want them listening to everything you do? I feel like they already listen to like from like cell phones and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, but you don't have a lead case that you put your phone in like overnight. Should I invest in one? Yeah. Okay. They actually have one with a tiny hole in the back. It's it's basically got like a rubber grommet, but it's like got a lead lined rubber grommet, so you can put your cable in and actually charge it overnight, but not get any of that RFID all that information. I'm making this all up, but I'm also 100% honest. Google it. And that one 100 sounded real. It will show up if you look it up. If you look up anything on the internet, you'll find it. I would love something. Maybe not. Just to put my fears away of like being recorded. Like you know what I mean? Really? Because like, everybody, I think. Who's into like any semblance of conspiracy theories has like the um, the idea or notion that they're being recorded either by devices and stuff, which is proven to be true. I mean, you talk about dog food, and then the next thing you know on Google search, the first thing is dog food. You didn't even right. type any letters in. But I don't know. There's something about uh, just being like uh, it's not that I'm I'm saying anything illegal, but it's just like I don't want that invasion of it's, privacy. That's a, like what you just said there. It's not. Oh, if you have nothing to worry about, it's how about this? Uh, a couple was arguing, and, mm. and, and there maybe things might have even gotten violent. And right. Amazon had called the police, so that's a good thing, yeah. you know, some, to protect somebody. But what if I'm watching something violent on TV? Mm. Maybe I'm, I'm smoking my bong. I'm waiting for my pizza to come, and all of a sudden, instead, the knock on the door is not the pizza man who I was going to give him a bong rip as a tip. It's the police. <laughs> Right. And I just blew smoke in his face, and now I'm under arrest. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. fucked up story. It happens to the best of us. It didn't happen to me. You know, I oh. definitely know somebody who happened to. His name is also Yusef. <laughs> just a coincidence. But um, I, I want to ask you, actually, because I, I, so I brought in a bottle today. This is clearly not a listening device, but just sometimes here's the thing is like when someone gives you a gift, you know, like, like you get like a gift from someone. It's an unusual thing for someone to just give a gift sometimes. Like, I don't know, they come back, they give you, like, a souvenir or something. Do you ever have the, the like, a, a second to, like, think where you're just like, this could be a, a listening device. I don't know. Like, this is, like, like an old-fashioned teddy bear, like, the camera inside oh, the teddy bear. Like, okay. they give not, you a magnet. Not, not the jet. I see what you're no, saying no, no. by a listening device. Th that's why I wouldn't I give you, you a gift. Like, what is that, like, a podcast term? I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, I'm trying to be all fancy. No, I'm like, I'm giving you this this bottle. So just so you know, there's no. In the cap, there's a listening device. Oh, and it's, like, listen to he everything. He figured it out. You're just going to hear all my jokes that I don't write or speak out loud. <laughs> you're going to really, like, here's the thing. I only talk to myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't talk to myself. I, I usually talk to myself when I think other people could hear me. Ooh. So, like, I don't talk to myself when I'm by myself and I know I'm by myself. Like, when I was in my basement living, mm. nobody can hear me. So, like, I'd never talk to myself. But right. as soon as I'm, like, walking out the door, if I feel like somebody's out there, like, oh, I'm about to go work out. Like, I narrate my life <laughs> for some reason. Like, in case other people around me are like, what's he doing? Well, I'm narrating it. So, now you know. Like, I'll walk out the door sometimes. And I'll be like, oh, going to get the mail. <laughs> what the fuck? Nobody cares. But somebody might be on the balcony. Like, I wonder what he's doing. I don't know yeah. why I do that. You feel in it for people. <laughs> That's why you're an entertainer. You're keeping people entertained even if they might not be there. They don't even know. And they're just getting narrations on my life. I think that's a good thing to do. That's practice for a podcast, too. It feels very... You're just keeping it steady. It feels very uh, sociopathic a little <laughs> bit, almost. But like, at least I appreciate the, the kind words for that. I've been trying to talk to myself more often. It makes me feel like I'm in a movie. You know what I mean? Like when you get that movie moment where it's like, oh, the world's against me. I'm going to talk to myself and figure this shit out. You know, no one, like, it, it feels weird to actually genuinely do it. <laughs> but I do it do Dude, sometimes. That's what like, it is. It's like being in a movie. It is, right? It's like you're just in a, a pretty boring, terrible movie for the most part unless, like, something crazy happens where, like, you almost get in a car accident or some shit like that that gets mm -hmm. your blood really pumping. Right. Like, I remember just driving back. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a, a tire that for some reason just gets low on air. Not, like, very bad or, or really low, but, like, if I don't check it, you know, after a week, it'll go from, like, 40 PSI down to, like, 30. Oh, shit. It's, so, like, not too crazy. You know, it's not going to even look flat. Yeah, I've had but, issues like that. But I'm driving back. And I know the fucking highway just has this weird like lip thing, and I just hear dump 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 dump. Like as I'm going, I'm like, oh, that's it. I got a flat tire. I pull over, everything's good. Yeah. But like I freaked the fuck out for nothing. Like my heart was all like, oh fuck, I gotta fucking change a tire now. God damn it, this is terrible. This is not what I wanted to do right now. And like, have you gotten a flat tire before? Like on the the side of the road and stuff? Not. Thank God, never wall. Like I never had a blowout. So. Like, I've had it, something similar, yeah, like the air starting to go out. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, actually, remember you guys picked me up once for the mic. I was going to go to Brandon's. That's right. And I, like, fucking this guy, we're on a two-way street, and it goes down downhill. And this fucking one guy on the left side, 
he's like going really fast and he starts coming to my lane. Yeah. So I basically get curbed because I'm not trying to hit his car and I fucking just mess up my rim and I just got an immediate flat tire. Ugh. I pull over. I'm fucking freaking out. I just call these guys. I'm like, yo, guys, uh, just go to comedy. Do, just do comedy without me. I'm just going to have to I have to change my tire. Your guys are like, don't worry, bro. We'll be right there. I start exactly. taking everything out. I get the tire changed pretty much, what, like five minutes, ten minutes after you got there. It was all done. We were on our way to the mic, yeah. and we ate some goddamn <laughs> amazing barbecue brisket egg rolls. Yes, the Upper Nyack Grill. And you won, and goddamn, they ripped you off. They gave you a gift card for funniest, and we cheated. Oh, we that was my biggest. so hard <laughs> for you. That was my biggest paycheck in comedy. I got so many egg rolls that I was promised, and it was yeah. never delivered on. Never. It was so upper sad. Upper Nyack Grill. Please open up. Even if you don't honor Chris's thing, I'll buy him those egg rolls just because those goddamn egg rolls are so good. That was amazing. What else? They had two things on the menu that were, I think, oh, the wings. They the the wings, wings were great. Too. It was like five cents a wing. It was something ridiculous like that, like 10 cents a wing or something. I think it was like even 50 or 25. It was something crazy, yeah, where it's like stupid cheap. Yeah. Like, and they were like decent sized wings. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, no. you know how you sometimes you get what you pay for? You're good, bro. But it's Sorry. like, let's say you, you know, you paid five cents a wing. And you, I would expect like barely any meat. To uh-huh. be honest with you, that yeah. one, like whatever the price was, there was way more meat than you would have expected. Their stuff was big. They, yeah. they made it big, and I don't think it was, like, store-bought either. Like, I'm pretty sure they made their egg rolls there. That was, like, it was some kind of, it was a delicious-ass, it was basically just some kind of cheese, a little mm-hmm. bit of, like, maybe cabbage or something. And I don't even like cabbage, but that was delicious on there. Yeah. Uh, and just barbecue brisket. They were close to turning it and into, like, sauce. a legit, like, comedy club they had comedy sauce. club. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were doing pretty well, man. Yeah, Honestly, I don't know what happened. They even had, oh, here's probably what would have happened, too. Well, they probably had to do some renovation. And to be honest with you, mm-hmm. if they closed and sold it right before Corona and all that hit, oh, man. They made out. Yeah, they, no, they lucked out. There's they so did. many businesses. There's businesses that are opening now that are like, you know, like the mom and pop type shops, and they're like happy to be back in business. But I was reading this thing where statistically, they're not going to make enough ends meet at the end of the year to actually survive in the industry. Yeah, well, I mean, because uh, I listen to a lot of Rogan, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of the inspiration to do a lot of things between him and his guests, but, like, he had on some some uh, restaurant people, and, uh-huh. they're, and they're saying, like, look, just because we have 50% capacity or, or whatever it is, doesn't mean, that means we can only make, we're not making 50% of the money. We still have to pay 100% That's of the cost. That's true. Yeah, they don't, they don't even have full capacity yet. And you still have to pay the full amount of rent, uh-huh. the full cost of all the food. Then people are like, why is this food so expensive? It's like, yeah. well, we have to also pay for everything. And mm-hmm. then the, now you limit people outdoor seating, for example. You know Upper Nyack Grill. We parked in the back. Yeah. If they had to open that up to have to allow outdoor dining, there'd be no way where to park, which I guess it would be, be all done. right if you could only have, like, maybe, what, four or five tables out there, and then you could have room for ten cars. Yeah. You know, maybe that would work, but it's like, it's it doesn't rough. work. I don't know what's going to happen because there's got to be some sort of, like, a, like, an extra break that the government's going to give or something because – Right now, like, there's so many things where, like, I went, I, I passed by an IHOP. I didn't go into the IHOP, but it was over in Jersey City. And, like, they're so desperate for, like, you know, just work in general. They had, like, they couldn't have anybody inside, but they had four tables outside, like, on a, like, a six-inch sidewalk. Just you know, people, waiting. Just, people were hanging out outside the IHOP just trying to eat with their plates over this tiny makeshift table. You need to be normal again. That's, like, yeah, I, the I mentioned that. got to come back. Yeah, I mentioned it on the other one, but, like, over the weekend, I I'd ate. At an actual, re- we did outdoor dining, but mm-hmm. it was at an actual restaurant. I ordered food. I didn't have to make myself or just pick up from a fucking window or get it dropped off. Right. They actually, they, yeah, they wore a mask, whatever. You had to wear the mask on the line to the restaurant. You wore it when you walked to your table, but that's pretty much it. Was this your first time going back to a restaurant since? Since, yeah. Nice. Really, right. And, like, you know, I've supported a couple restaurants here and there. To be honest with you, I've mm-hmm. supported more, like, uh, chains than, than, like, mom and pop shops just because yeah. it's harder. You know, like, I've been getting that Taco Bell. I've been dipping in. Yeah, you know, just because I know it's easier. Their hours are they're a lot longer because they just so have much that flexible. They have that, yeah. They have that overhead. They can mm-hmm. make with corporate. They have the signs. They can go and have these partnerships real quick and, and do all these delivery options. But like, a lot of these places are just also way understaffed. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I want to order and support you, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to wait three hours to get my food. Like, if I know it's going to be three hours, and you yeah. tell me right away, like which they they can't do. But, you know, I, I understand why they can't say, hey, Yousef, if you want your food, it'll take three hours and then you can come pick yeah. it up. If you tell, but you tell me an hour and now I'm waiting two hours later, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. If you tell me three hours, I'm like, you know what? I can eat at, at what's it, 7 o'clock? I can eat at 10. I'm fine with that. 
all right, let's do it. Yeah. Let me put in the order now. But, like, just understanding it. I don't know why I repeated myself twice now, the same thing. I got to stop doing that. That's all Side good. note, check. Don't worry. Don't send me that feedback, bitches. <laughs> Unless you're a woman. Oh, then send it back. Yeah, I have a li- I have a woman listener on my podcast. Nice. Jamie, um, pull up the analytics for this podcast. Get it up, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, no. Oh, my God. Do you have to tell him what to do? I'm going to slap him around He went on anal.com. No. Go on podcast. Okay, wait. While you're in that, Yusuf's helping Jamie out right now, but I just got to say, this this Jamie guy is a, um, he's a porn freak. Like, I I, I loosely use the the term porn freak, except uh, reserved for the most, the most disgusting, vile people. But this guy, Jamie, he just, like, he casually watches asshole porn on the public transit not wearing a mask. Yeah, I bet he's, he's a, not he's wearing a headphones either, I bet. No. I bet you he's definitely a non-headphone guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the speakers out, full blast. Shut up. Jamie, don't get sad. Stop crying. What? Click where it says episodes. Look at that. Okay. So I don't have to say these numbers out loud for all of mm-hmm. them. But, you know, like a Ooh. decent amount of plays, like honestly, for, for what, five days and two days ago, if that's real. That's fucking dope, man. That's exactly. So I got a lot of people like actually listening. And it's look at this. Like it tells me Spotify. Most people listen to Spotify probably because it's the first one. Mm-hmm. But here's a cool thing. I got some 45 to 59-year-old listening. I'm, I'm hoping that's Anthony Quinn and not my dad. <laughs> I got a 35 to 44, which I actually think is closer to Anthony Quinn's age. Now he's going to be pissed off. I'm not 45, you fucking terrorist. Yo, shout out to Anthony Quinn. Shout out. Anthony Quinn, I got to have you on soon, bro. Yeah, um, you guys can go deep into conspiracies. Oh, here's the cool thing. Ready? So 85% male listeners. Shout out to my boys. To the boys. Uh, I have 5% non-specified. Shout out to my non-specified. Them transgenders and whatnot. Yeah. And then we also have 4% female. Ooh. Ow. Ooh. All four of Ooh. you ladies or one-fourth of you lady or whatever the math is. <laughs> you got my DM sliding. I mean, don't worry about it, baby. And a non-binary. I don't know what that means. You could slide in, too, and we'll figure it out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I would. I thought everything had to be kind of... If you're, if we're all non-binary. I thought like I'm one person. I'm not two people. I'm not binary. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. I thought that's what it is. Like I'm a non-binary as well. Like we're all non-binary. It should have been 100% non-binary. If I'm being honest, I Unless don't know what it means exactly. But I just I, I know what it really. I'm means. just trying to be nice. So I just I'll, I'll be inclusive and stuff. But to be honest, I uh, haven't done my research. Right, I'm messing around. Look, non-binary technically means they're not part of the binary, which is male no, or male female. Or, okay. But it's also just, if you think about the word non-binary, mm-hmm. would mean that it's not two. It's not binary. It's right. uni- uninary or whatever it would be. Unilateral. Like, or like, you know what it is. Like, one-nary. Yeah. You motherfucking smart people, you say, you say it's not uninary. It's something solarity. Solarity. Something. I don't know. Anyway. Doesn't binary sound like, that's that sounds like a cooler term than, than like any of the other ones to me. It's because it's closer to bisexual. Yeah. And it's like binary. It almost sounds like you're. Would you, you say that s- you have sex with humans and robots? You're binary. Yeah, that does sound like a robot sexual person. Because the nary, like almost like a binary robot. I'm yeah. going to destroy you. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna have some binary robots having lots and lots of robo sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want more, by the way, help yourself. Obviously, you know, you can open that with you. me. We'll both do it together. Oh, teamwork. teamwork. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I knew I was gonna want you have you on here. Because, like, Chris and I, like, I've only known you for, what, maybe three years? We started at the same time. But it's, like, yeah. I feel like I've known you way longer than three years. Yeah. Like, and immediately after chilling, I was, like, like right away, I was, like, this is someone who, like, gets me. Like, we have, like, the same, you know, like, sometimes you meet someone who's, like, on that same frequency where you, you make the same. That's uh, what it is. You come to the same conclusions. You know, you work off the same patterns and stuff. Well, it's. Your it's, brains are wired in a way that's kind here's of. Here's how. It's meshable. And, you know, look, we're not getting in religion or anything like that or uh-huh. even spirituality, but it's almost like we lived a past life and we were friends in that past life and then we just – we met again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I, I get yeah. what you mean. And I feel like a lot of comedians are like that. Not all of us, obviously. Yeah. But a lot of us, like, we kind of – Like kindred spirits. We do. Like you said, we kind of think the same or maybe on the same mental frequency. Mm-hmm. And while our mental frequency is usually off with most people – with other comedians, we're pretty much. I think that's why like most comedians can hang out with just any other comedian, just like a regular person, because like yeah. you said, we're on that same frequency. When you were growing up, did you feel like you were more not not in a negative way, but I mean like cynical, where you were like, "Why am I 
uh, you know, like when, when you're in school or something and they tell you to like line up for a fire drill, it's like, why do you ever like question that and be like, why, why am I lining up right now? Like, yes. Why don't I just go home? You're always questioning things. You're always trying to, at least me, I know I was always trying to, to stand out. I was a little bit of a class clown, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, you know, just fuck around in general, mm-hmm. just to, to make people laugh. Yeah. But more, even if I embarrassed myself, I didn't care, like the jackass style. Yeah. But, like, I get it. Like, I didn't – I questioned things. Right. I didn't believe everything they said. I was almost, yeah, that smart ass. Why? Yeah, Why do we have to do this? It's cold out. Why are we going to do a fire drill right now? Yeah, right? Can I get my jacket? <laughs> I'm going to be cold. I know there's no fire. They told us there was a yeah. fire drill it today. It says it's a drill. Yeah, remember they would tell you in the beginning of the school, like, oh, we have a fire we have drill, a fire drill today. Yeah. Or they would tell you whatever time. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Pro fuck. They're just all kind of scammers, man. School's all scam. That's like where it but settles, like who actually abides by like these rules that you don't have to follow and stuff. Well, tell me what you what you think about this. Kind of growing up, I feel like not that I didn't fit in, mm-hmm. but I didn't fit in. Like I had friends. Right. I, in fact, I can fit in with a lot of different types of people. You know, I feel the you. goth kids, the preppy kids, the, I know the, the jocks, yeah, yeah. the, the nerd. I can fit in with everybody, but I've also felt like I was kind of an outcast. Like they accepted me, mm-hmm. but I felt like they didn't accept me, even though I know they did. Like, what, like when it came to lunch, were you one of the people that would go and you could sit at any table? You know, like you, you meshed in with any clique. I pretty much, just... yeah, I had it. I knew some. Maybe I wasn't the coolest with everyone. Maybe mm-hmm. I would have sat at some of those tables and felt like an out. But I remember one year, I didn't know anybody in lunch. Right. And I literally, like you said, I could sit anywhere. Yeah. I always felt like I, they didn't want me in that table. But I still made them laugh sometimes. Sometimes, most of the time, at my own expense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That letting them make fun of me, adding on to the shit they make fun of. So like, oh, I guess he's cool with it, but we could still make fun of him and fuck this guy. Right. Little things like that. But it was, it was nice. It was. Now, now that I'm looking back at it, it was nice. I think lunchroom class is like the most to what we get as like a, a taste of of real society in school and stuff. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm thinking about it, you know, because like that's. It's kind of like if you go to like a like a like a prison or jail or something like you know there's like the cliques there too. It's like that's who you fit along in and stuff like. But if you're one of those people who can fit into multiple groups, then you're an outlier for the most part because a lot of kids couldn't do that. Right. Well, you know, um, I mean, we don't have to keep talking about this shit, but like, definitely, it's it's interesting that this, the kind of people that we were, are mm-hmm. shaping who we become. Like, I. I had a, a public fear of speaking, uh-huh. but it was mostly around strangers and not around people I knew. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like, you. Usually it's the opposite. Right. Like, you know, if I have to just talk randomly, if I go outside and want to just do this podcast, I could do that and not really care Yeah. what anybody's saying. But then if my neighbor above me, who I, I just know him as Joe, hmm. he starts listening, I might get a little self-conscious. Like, look, like, you... I don't know. When was the last time you got nervous? I know you were saying in the beginning, like, oh, if I get nervous before recording. I don't know if you're talking about, like, podcasts or whatever, but. I'm still, like, I'll get nervous if I'm not fully prepared. But also, you got to be in the right mindset. Because sometimes uh, you can lock in. Like, there's been a ton of times on stage where I just, like, jot down a few notes and then I go on and I just try it out. Uh, But I think what subtracts, like, the nervousness from it is if I just kind of. You know, before I go up, it sounds like cliche or dumb, but you just, you know, you take a few breaths and you're just like, you give yourself like a moment to Dude, co- compose yourself, you know? Absolutely. Because I literally, last time I got nervous and I can remember it mm-hmm. was recently is uh, I had like a little Zoom, not when to say date, we did, the girl wanted to feel more comfortable talking. So, right. we, you know, we did a little voice chat thing, Yeah. talked for a little bit. I was really nervous right before I, I you know. That's the like, way the world works now. I don't Zoom. get it. Like, but it was like, I was like, my heart was like beating fast and shit. I'm like, oh shit, Yousef. Like you said though, I took a breath. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Yousef, why am I getting as nervous as I would like right before, mm-hmm. I, like when I'm on my way to the open mic Yeah. and like, I know I see a parking spot too and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to actually do this. I have to go inside and sign up. Oh my God, there's not that many people on this. I can actually go up tonight. But you know what I In like? The beginning, beginning I'm talking but, too. But like, see, like that makes you smile. Like when you're, when you're describing it, you're like, you have like this oh, big yeah. smile going on. Because like I like that nervousness, that nervous was, energy. It was fun. It, that makes it fun. Well, it was not fun. Let me be real. It was not fun at all while it's happening. Uh-huh. Sometimes I would go to the bathroom and I would dry heave and uh-huh. I wouldn't even be able to eat sometimes in the day before I'd go up on a mic because I'd be so goddamn nervous. Mm-hmm. But then right after, it's like, ah. There's something about that anxious <sighs> feeling though, like that nervous anxiousness, but you're like excited for it that I only really get with stand-up. Like, 
like I, I do like uh, like Yusuf said when he introduced me like I do cartoons and stuff and that's always been like like another like side hustle I have is like I, I do like, cartoons and stuff but my main thing has always been directed towards making it in comedy and stuff but like that that excited feeling you get like it makes you feel like more alive than normal if that makes sense especially if you're getting laughs like mm-hmm. regardless even if you bomb yeah you're unless still... you really bomb for the entire like entire time you're on stage which is pretty hard to do after your first like six or seven months and because I, I did a whole like six months straight where i didn't do anything well mm. like i didn't go up that often because i was bombing so hard <laughs> but like still like it was terrible right i i was going to quit comedy and i literally said god give me a sign should i just give up on this and then it did well that night and then it did <laughs> bad again after that but like it was a sign yeah uh what was the point i was saying but it's like yeah you you sucking at it even sucking at it it's fun. It's fun. There's a fun. It's not that it's to it. fun, but it's it makes you feel alive. I, I yeah, I totally agree. There's it's nothing. It's very very few things that ever feel like that exact feeling when you're on stage. You don't know what you're saying, but you're you're vibing with the energy. And Yusuf, someone I've seen a lot of the time, who I describe as like one of the best people I know that does crowd work, because you will really feel an energy in a crowd. And I don't know if it is like how you said in the beginning, you had like a rough time, you know, figuring stuff out, but you you found a way to harness the energy of the room and I, I see you like direct the energy back. If there's like negative energy, you can you can qualm that and you like bring it back up. There's um maybe that's that's from a little bit hosting more hosting, too. I would say, yeah. That's definitely a skill you can learn through hosting. If anybody listening is an aspiring comedian, hosting Yo, is a great way a way to uh, increase those skills. I was gonna say that actually, like I feel like hosting like I don't get nervous hosting. I right. get more nervous n- still going to not even going to the open mic, mm-hmm. but like it'll be usually. When you're oh, doing I know material. I'm about to go up. All right, I gotta try out this brand new material too. Yeah. And it's always like that's why I used to love Center Tavern. Yeah. Sunday nights, Center Tavern in Westwood. Shout out to you guys. I miss. I that. used to love it because I would have my material that I wrote the day before, or even sometimes that day, like earlier on in that day. This mm-hmm. is brand new, fresh material, and. I wouldn't be nervous doing it there because mm-hmm. a majority of the people there were comics. They were supportive. But the right. non-comics that were there were always, almost always supportive and every once in a while combative. So it was yeah. always a testing ground. And I always felt like if I can try a joke and it does well there, uh-huh. that's a joke worth doing the rest of the week. And and so it helped ease my, my tension. Where now that I don't have that, I any mic I kind of – I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know how this joke's going to work. Yeah, but you got to go in there with that confidence that you know that it's going to work. Oh, even yeah. if you don't think that it's going to work sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you got to like lean into something and like maybe be really expressive even if you don't feel that way just to to see if if that has any meat to it where you can find something in it. Exactly. Because like like it's it's all like this whole comedy thing, it's there's no formula. I was I was actually Jesse was over the other day, we were watching the fights mm-hmm. and and he was like, Yusef, why do you always try to think so far ahead? Like, worry about right now. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a podcast. I'm going to get all these sponsors. I, and I worry all the like, time Bro, about what the are future. you thinking about all that shit 10 years down the road? Like, fucking worry about right now. I think it's good to have goals. But I also agree. It is good to be in the moment. And, and that's the thing is, like, I'm not really enjoying the moment as much as I should be. And mm. I'm trying to do more of that. Because, like, this is so much fun. Yeah. It really is. Like, getting nervous about it, That there's a fun, like you said, like I said it with a smile, even though those fucking times sucked. Yeah, but you look back at them fondly, you're like, fuck, that was like, it's an adventure. It really is. It's like, Dude. It's like the most closest thing to an, a real-life adventure oh, yeah. that you can get to. And, and it's the most alive, I think, a person like me will feel, because certain things don't affect me the same way that they affect other people. Mm-hmm. I would... I, I guess I'll use it as I'm a little bit more extreme in the sense of like when the whole coronavirus came, I, I live in chaos. Yeah. This is not that bad for me where other people are fucking losers their mind. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like some comedians like, like, like we will survive through the thick and thin. Like we're like cockroaches. Like, yeah. Like you throw a hurricane at us. We're fine. Like you throw a, a few viruses. We'll bounce right back. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of made for like these tough times. Yeah. But I was made into these tough times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why like certain things, I still remember back, it was in New Brunswick at the George Street Co-op. It was on a Sunday night. It was just when I'm in my first six months of comedy. Right. And I didn't know what give time back to the room meant. Okay? There's 30 comics on the mic. Or maybe not that many. Maybe there's 20 comics on, on the list. Yeah. And they're not all in that room because it gets kind of warm. 
and if you know that room, and they kind of just kind of filter in and out. But it was a pretty full room, mm-hmm. and I did five minutes, and the, everybody else was given time back to the. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I didn't even notice because I was so new. I didn't have a concept of timing. Oh, like they like saw how the list long. was long and they were like, oh, not I'm going to get back no, time. Not only that, it's like they were not doing well. Oh. And it was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm kind of just, you know what? I'm just going to give, like, also, yeah, there's a long list. I'm not doing well. Uh-huh. Fuck it. I'm going to give time back to the room. Is this a place near Englewood? Is that? It's, uh, no, no, it's in New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Uh, Englewood, I think, is, is closer to like New York City, right? Yeah, it's near yeah, the George New Washington. Brunswick is a little closer south. It's a lot further south. Gotcha. It's closer to Philly. Gotcha. But, yo, dude, it was just, I died. I did not get one single laugh. I got the only applause is when they said my name in the beginning. I don't think they even applause at the end because oh. I didn't even give time back to the room. And, actually, they got an applause when the host said, and, guys, just so you know, you don't have to do your entire time. You can give time back to the room. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I still didn't know until, like, <laughs> a couple weeks later. Like, or somebody explained it to me. I must have the first mic I ever oh. did. I must have blown it by like five minutes. Were, oh, you, yeah. were you over in time, or you just did the full set? Well, the first first mic I did ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know if the, the I don't even know if I got lit. Yeah, like if the lady light light like gave me a light because it was like a poetry. Most it was an open open mic. Oh, okay, it was mostly yeah. poetry. And then I was like, I came just to look check it out the first time, and then yeah. I was like, I'll do some comedy. But yeah, I definitely did easily like ten to twelve minutes my first night. Nice. And like I did, I just told two long stories, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun. That's what but I told you when I started with stories. Going back to that New Brunswick, that's what it was, I think, too, is I was just kind of telling stories that weren't, they didn't have enough payout, uh-huh. and they were too maybe boring when I thought I needed all that extra detail. Mm-hmm. And I remember this, leaving that mic, as soon as I was done, yeah. I was closer to the end of the night, I was like, I can't stay and watch anymore of this. I'm, I feel like shit. I, wa- I stayed for like two comics until like the sweat stopped, mm-hmm. and, like I, and then I just walked out. <laughs> didn't say anything to anybody, got in my car. And drove 55 minutes back home in silence. I did oh. not want to listen to my set. I'm, I don't even think I recorded the set, thank God. Yeah, I didn't record like, I don't think I was anything. recording at that time. But, dude, I cried. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Why is this so hard? And now looking back at it, like, you stop being such a little wimp, bro. <laughs> Come on. The first bomb. Dude, it's not that bad. But, like, the worst bomb. That was probably the worst bomb I've had to date. Yeah. Like without like nobody actually threw anything or booed me or anything like that, but they were they're they were so supportive. Them just staying silent at the mm-hmm. end was their way of basically saying "fuck you, you suck." <laughs> like they didn't not give even me the clap. not even the clap at the end. Maybe like I heard like maybe Richard Dweck because he's just such a fucking nice guy. <laughs> maybe Daniel Caprio too. Yeah, because like those guys are cool, but most of the people did it not. And then Tito comes in. Oh yeah, fucking hammered. Half an eye open and all that, and he's like, yo, what? this and that kills it. And I'm yeah. like, wow. So I clearly don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I've seen him riff and destroy, but he he's, he's good um, at that, yeah. he he told me he lived near uh what, what's the, the stress factory? So he yeah, goes up New there Brunswick. a lot. Yeah, yeah. That exactly. keeps you strong. Yeah, dude, a legit comedy. Yo, I, in the beginning of comedy, then people always ask you like, oh, where are you going up? What com- what comedy club do you go up to? I'm like, yeah, not yet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going what? to this bar. I'm like, going to this bar in someone's backyard. I think that's why a lot of people like the Joker movie is they thought you can just do open mic one time, uh-huh. get a TV show gig, and as long as you don't kill the, the host, like, yeah, you're Yeah, I think good. comics really resonated with that. They were like, ooh, I feel this one. But it was like, that's so unbelievable, dude. You can't get that. You can't do that. The first oh, mic I did was in Kenilworth, New Jersey, and I remember I went over the mic, or over the, 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 the time by like five minutes. Yeah, I told two stories. That. One was a fart... Like story they I let you up. go the whole five minutes? No, no, no. They were flashing the light. They wanted me to get oh, off. Oh, okay. And it was bad. It was like, <laughs> like they were like really trying to flash without saying I anything? Had, or did I, they say anything? Do you remember? My thing was I was like panicked a little bit because I, <laughs> I was nervous and I had wanted to do stand-up my whole life. Like I had built up. I knew I wanted to do it probably like definitively when I was like 14, 15. But I was, you know, it took me like an extra like six, seven years to actually build up the, like the courage to actually go on stage and stuff and like find my voice and stuff. And you know what I can tell? is whoever was the host that night, mm-hmm. they either weren't hosting for very long or they didn't host earlier on in their career. Because, like, I was lucky. I got to host about a year, a year and a half in. in. Like, they let me yeah. start doing, like, people started letting me do hosting, and then all of a sudden I had a regular hosting thing. Right. So, like, I got lucky. I got, honestly, like it, uh, like you said, hosting. It's important. If you, if you don't have comedy and you're listening to this and you're like, I want to do comedy, there's not really any comedy near me. Mm-hmm. First thing you should know is there probably is comedy near you. You just don't know how to find it because that's what happened with me. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Facebook New Jersey comedy open mic group that had tons of mics. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're in a city. If you're in a city and you want to do comedy, 
just Google the com. Actually, Google the city and yeah. open mic comedy. Yeah, exactly. You could probably find something. You'll find so many hole in the wall places. Like I've been yeah. to in New York City. There was a there was a ukulele store or something like this. I went to with with and Nick, in the I back think. of the store. They'll just have it. You, you like you pull back a curtain. They, the guy was like, "Oh, go to the back." And you mm-hmm. pull back a curtain, go down a flight of stairs. It starts smelling like eggs, and you like <laughs> keep going down these stairs where it gets dark and then it gets light again. And it's like this little tiny arena type room, and people are just talking about cum. Yep. <laughs> and that's what we'll just do. It's like these just small tiny gatherings. Dick jokes and cum jokes. <laughs> and, and oh my god, dude! Like we'll, that's the thing. Like if you want to do comedy, mm-hmm. there are so many places. But I also suggest if you find like a bar. Bars are good because you find you go to the bar. You either do research yourself. You find out when their slow day is. Right. And then you just try to do it on their slow day. Hey, look, are I you noticed you're like proposing a mic. Yeah. Hey, look, on to, like boiler room. Hey, Tuesdays you guys are slow. Right. You have you don't have that many people. We can bring in at least five, ten comics, at least, depending on your area and how many people you know, comedy wise. If you don't know anybody, you know, you may have to start, you know, doing some advertising first. Make it yeah. just open open mic, mm-hmm. just to get more people in there. But, like, you do that, you can start an open mic anywhere. They're yeah, going to even pay you, too, if you start bringing in customers. Yeah. Because I was getting paid when I was doing Boiler Room. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. In fact, I think it no, needs to great. be talked about. Like, I, think, I, think, I don't think that's something to be ashamed of at all. If you're getting paid even, to do comedy, that's great. Not only is it nothing to be ashamed of, I think it should be spoken of more so other people know you can host and get paid to host. Don't 100%. host for free. Host for free if you need to in the beginning to show yeah. them, look, we can bring you business. And also, don't expect to get paid, especially yeah. starting out in comedy. Oh, yeah. 100% don't expect any no, money. I, I hardly doubt that many of the greats started out being great. You know what I mean? Dude, it took me until I was almost three years in until uh-huh. I started getting paid for the hosting. And mm-hmm. I only got paid like maybe 10 times before like the whole coronavirus shut everything down. So yeah. like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what. All the money I've made in comedy since I started is probably up to a hundred and something dollars. It's nothing crazy. Honestly, I feel like that's uh, the the higher end curve for most people. Because most of the time you're doing shows for free. Yeah. You know, uh, any of the shows that I got paid at was because I pretty basically brought people without making it a bringer show, if yeah, you will. You like, just, you know, just it's friends. hey, tickets are X amount of dollars, or pay what you can, and at the end they split it. Right, and then people would usually give me a bigger cut because the people who were coming were there for me. And thank you guys all for supporting me. You know, I, I appreciate you all who listen to my podcast. I appreciate you all who fucking who come and see me when I do comedy live, whether I open mics and you're just a friend who wants to support or a show. Like, without you guys, my dream is not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so. Thank you. What I was going to ask actually, because we're talking about the um, the hosting stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the importance of of making the energy right for the audience. You know what I mean? Like, well, like as that, far as far yeah. as like when you bring someone into a room and you want them to realize that the energy, that's, that's what's great about live comedy is you have that energy and it's explosive. It's, it's electrifying and people vibe off that energy. So the crowd sometimes, that's why low ceilings in a great comedy club are important, you yes. know, because you get that, that intimate sense and it's, you're joking around and it's taboo subjects. You're being flagrant, but you're talking about truths and stuff that people want to talk about. They relate to and they know, and people don't like that. That's the whole getting into the energy and stuff is like some people don't realize online when they like dissect a bit and get in trouble for it later that this was in the context of it's a closed environment. Oh, it's almost supposed to be like ears, ears off. 100%. Look, if you're, if you're at a comedy club, mm-hmm. for example, you're talking like, let's say somebody's recording a set from a comedy club and not a special. Yeah. Like a special is a little bit different if you have to think about it. If you're, if, just so you, if you're making sure that the audience is aware. And I'm sure you're aware of that too. Mm-hmm. Like a special is not going to really have too much of that unless it's like a crowd work special like Todd Berry did. Right. Which, which is, is I think amazing also special. Amazing special too. Yeah. Shout out to you, Todd. Uh, but like I don't think his, his – I don't think it was completely crowd worked. I think it was – like I saw, he kind of led people to certain where 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 he wanted to go with a joke. Yeah, and he used people to help. True and, master. And maybe he had other things too, but like with crowd working, like at least as a host, which mm-hmm. is what you asked. When you're the host, you have to do the best job you can in controlling the energy of the room, which is what you were saying. And that's mm-hmm. if the energy is really high, and you know the next comic. If you know the lineup, obviously, and you don't know the lineup, the best thing to do is neutralize the room, as in. Not even neutralize it, but make it neutral as in if the guy who went before you 
bombed, you don't want to give the next guy that bomb energy. You don't just say, well, bring up the next yeah. guy. Try to maybe tell a joke. Even if the energy now gets directed towards you negatively, it might go up as long as you tell something right. Now, you can't always be perfect, especially if you're riffing. But if you have something that might work on something he said that could be funny, say that one quick line, then bring up the next comic right away Absolutely. so they're neutral. But the same thing with too high. If the guy's too high energy, maybe tell a shitty joke that's yeah. going to lower the energy so the next comic is not you know because it's, it's I, I good sometimes. Under, I, I wouldn't want to underpunch or undersell anybody, yeah. but I, I think there definitely is something to if there's a bomb set. Like if someone doesn't, you know, they don't end on the highest note and stuff. You definitely want to try and elevate the room for anybody that's trying to get into this. Like yes, you know, and if you do want to like pick up hosting and get into that, I think it is very important that you, um, you know, like some people have rough sets. Even the best people have rough sets every once in a while. So you gotta. I think it's important to be supportive, and if you do. Um, go and do jokes in between people as a host. I think it's important, not always when someone's bombing, but you know you want to bring that energy up because it is right. all about the energy. And as a host, that's that's your job, which I feel like you've definitely gotten like your hands on. I've, I've, I've definitely been working on that. But I'll tell you another thing I've, I've been learning is keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. Like they love to keep it simple, stupid, that kiss thing that they say. Yeah. Uh, but But for real, keep it simple, keep it short, always under 30 seconds in between each person. Yeah. Because your job, they're not there to hear me, to be honest with you. Unless you're doing a, like a like set Even if you're amazing. Like up front. Yeah, and that's different. Like if you do a little time up front, do a little time. I never try to do more than the time that I'm giving hot comics. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to abuse it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I let somebody guest host, by all means, I'll let them abuse it. They don't have a chance to do this often. Yeah. You want to do 10 minutes up front? By all means, do 10 minutes. Especially up front of a mic. At that time, most comics aren't there yet because, you know, we're pretty lazy. We come late. <laughs> But it's like during the night when you get there, you get there, let's say the mic starts at 9, you're there at 11 o'clock. Right. And you are and you see that they're only at number 11 on the list and mm -hmm. there's 30 people or 25 people. You're like, holy shit, i got to sit through another 15 people. Yousef, hurry up. The next comic coming to the stage. The that's what they want, the next comic coming to the stage. Yeah, but you have to know to how going. to finesse it though. Oh, yeah, you got to have that finesse. you got to have that minute response, on-time finesse that you kind of just... That's a that's a response that kind of builds naturally. Some people have it more than others, but that's definitely a talent that could be honed. So if you if if someone listening to this in the future or now whatever uh, has that feeling, you know, definitely uh, if you ever have any weaknesses like that that you're aware of as a weakness, I think it's important to build on that and always try to you know if that is outside your comfort zone hosting, I think that you should go go and try and host, try and ask spots you know mics that you go to frequent. Be like, hey, can I host one time? I just want to build up my experience on it. Ask the host. Yeah, most people they, most of the do time it. they will. Yeah, they, they don't want to do it every week, or they'll let you co-host with them if they're really that greedy. Yeah, there's but been a few times time. you let me co-host. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, you're I like, I'm lazy tonight. Bro, I don't want to do it sometimes, man. I feel you. That's like, fair. Yeah, like I get why Sweetie's like, yo, anybody who wants to host, just fucking host, bro. Whatever. Yeah. Just don't do a bad job. Which really just the trick in hosting is saying, hey, support the business we're in. Mm -hmm. Bring up the next comic and keeping the energy right. Yeah, you know you want to always keep it on a positive note. Like when I'm sometimes I'm a little salty. That's why I like having Carl as a co-host because even if I'm salty, he's always sweet. Mm -hmm. You know. But um, I wanted to ask you one thing I did write down about like just about your animation. Like okay, like we don't have to go into actual cost, but like like more or less like the cost that you make for a logo is pretty much what you you do for art. And that's like a standard. I'm guessing that cost varies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But like, let's say for a video, how much more expensive would it be? Like, let's say I wanted something animated. Oh man! With, like, would it depend on like the time or how much work you have to put in? So with animation, what happens is um, a lot of the time, I, I I feel weird commissioning it for, or um, divvying out or like pricing it at first because it's you know I want to obviously do animations for people and there's been a lot of times I've had to turn down work and stuff which sucks but you have to imagine that you're charging for your time, you know? Right. So, like, it might take me, say, 60 hours to complete this. I got to charge enough to constitute like me working. a week's worth of work, a week yeah. and a half. And, and yeah. it sucks sometimes because it could be, I mean, sometimes it's companies, sometimes it's individuals, but if it's an individual, I feel bad because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, man, but it's going to be this much if you Bro, really if you want minimum, this six-minute long what, thing. A minimum wage, what, $10 an hour uh -huh. at 60 hours, at least 600 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you say, "Oh, I need six hundred bucks for a video," they're probably like, "What? Yo, what about yeah. your friend discount?" You're like, "Dude, this is, like you said, it's gonna it could take." So, let's and say, I usually do try and give out little tiny discounts. I don't even that say video it. you made, that Joe Rogan video, uh -huh. that was what a minute long. Right? Oh yeah, right I, I just put out a new um, Joe Rogan video. If you check out uh, Spinal Palm on YouTube, oh yeah, I got um, definitely do them plugs. Uh, yeah, I gotta get that plug in. I All just released them. a new video, a new cartoon. It was dope. It was so dope. <laughs> um, 
it, but it's an animated podcast from the Joe Rogan Experience. It's like a little edited clip I did. But uh, for that little thing, it was like about a minute long. The audio was made two years ago, and it was just a commitment to my friend. I was like, I, I know I want to finish this video, so I had it on the back burner for I years. I think I rem- this is the one you've been talking about the yeah. whole time. This has been a long time like, I've been waiting. And like you wanted to debut it <laughs> to Bert. Or not Bert. Oh, my God. Tom. When yeah. you went and saw him. Yeah, I saw him at the Wellmont Theater across from where I met you, actually, yeah. at Trend, Trend Coffeehouse. Co- Yo, shout out to you, Trend and Montclair. Shout out to Trend and Montclair. I hope that place stays open. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this. I'm pretty sure they're money laundering the, the price <laughs> of that art. Like, they had, like, $1,000 art on their walls, and all I can imagine is one Russian guy buying one yeah. piece of Russian art and mon- lon- money Dude, laundering. that's the game, is if you can become an artist that sells these paintings that are, like, uh, uh, like you put a base coat of like green or something, you put like a few splashes of red, and you're like, "Ooh, this symbolizes some- like the the historic impact <laughs> of so and so toilet paper and coronavirus or something." Yeah. Like when you have something that like represents stuff in art, that's when you make that big bucks. When you can just bullshit people yeah. and be like, "This canvas is a uh, it, it's eight feet tall and it has three dots on it, and that means that it's uh, two dimples." Shut, Jamie, shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. Jamie's actually has a good point. You had a good point, but still shut the fuck up, mm. Jamie. He was like, get back to it. Like how, so like that, that whole thing that you did, like how long do you, would you say hour wise would it take to make that joke? That awesome, by the way, check out Spinal Palm mm-hmm. on YouTube to see this video. But like, tell, tell us the title of the name of it if you have it on there. Oh, so the name of the video is, uh, um, just so they can pull it up Joe, right away. Joe Rogan animated, uh, Tom Segura. What, what is, it? is it? Tom, Tom Segura, Segura beats up, beats uh, up Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber right? Yeah. Yo, it was so good. <laughs> It's so good. It, the, yeah, that, that that basically sums up the video, but it's on Spinal Palm. And uh, yeah, that video, it was in the progress of being made for two years. About a week of it was when it first, like I made the audio, ins- or my friend made the audio. It was like maybe like a week there. And then two months later, I did like a month and a half's worth of work. Oh, afterwards. wow. Now, it, like, it wasn't like constant work throughout. Like, like, would you say, like, if you had to guess how many hours overall it took you to make one minute? Because, like, that was a really well-done minute, too. Like, it was very – there was a lot of animation in that. Thank you, man. Like, I don't think it was something that's very just, hey, quick, I can sla- – like, Poppy Tunes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar. The one – like, Joe Rogan's guy, I think, or, oh. or JRE Tunes. They, well, they those are still one. good. Those are puppet animation, like Rick and Morty stuff where it's, like, everything's connected by ligaments. Like, they have an arm oh, okay. and so then, they like, an upper arm. things almost slightly. Yeah, it, it's kind of, like, slightly animated in the program sometimes depending on how they do it. And that's that can be – cost effective and like it can be quicker but i tend to go frame for frame by frame which is like drawing out every single frame oh wow so you literally make it it's it's like you making art that we're making a cartoon the old school yeah kind of like literally make a scene a slight change and just make that whole animation yeah like if you pause it like every single thing is usually typically like an individual drawing on its own remember animorphs and yes, I do. Do you remember that little flip on the bottom? You can see them changing animals. Yeah. Like I feel like you could have drawn something like that. Like you could have drawn, and you've probably have. Like you made little flip book things where people. And Dude. I couldn't. I could always try it, and it would always look <laughs> extra clip. Like uh, it, if you go on my Instagram, you can actually see I did a Jonah Hill morph anamorph of him turning into a hill. <laughs> Dude, see, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta support my people more. Um, but I, I would say for a minute long, that probably took. Um, how many hours? I would say maybe 30-ish, 35 hours. That's still a lot of hours, man. Yeah. So let's say roughly 40 hours. Right. You know, a whole work week to make a minute. Mm-hmm. That's so that's like, okay. Because like, I was going to ask you for some work. I'm like, I got to save up for that. I got to be an epic ass minute, dog. You guys, like, Yusef, this minute needs to be animated. Yeah. And then I'll do a GoFundMe and we'll give you like $1,000. <laughs> like you earn, you deserve I, I tried all that. To, I tried to like do different things where I offer like different qualities of animation, but it's hard to price it out. Cause you I know, there's it. like full animation where stuff's moving around and going crazy. And then there's like, sometimes people make these animations where it's like basically pose to pose bouncing into place. And I can't charge full price for that. So I tried to like tear them out. But yeah, I, you, I try to give people deals. You not even giving them a deal, but you're giving them what they're paying for. So that, like, that's what I try and do. Yeah. Like I'm not going to give you the premium price mm-hmm. for something that's a, a lower quality thing. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. I, I just want to be fair with it because I don't want to have like unfair prices and just be charging out the ass for like a simple animation. Yeah. Like I only want to charge people for what it's worth. A hundred percent. And that it's worth it to do that because honestly, like you gave me, we're not going to go with numbers, but like you gave me a number for one of the pieces of art and mm. then you sent me two drafts that I liked and I was like, I gotta, I gotta buy them both. And you were just so nice. Like, no, no, don't pay me more. And I gave you, and then I was you made me a third one. one. And I was like, even more. Oh my God. It was like Christmas. I had to give a few. I, I was drawn for Yusuf's logo and I was like, I have all these ideas. And I'm like, I just want to keep going. 
And oh, I, <laughs> thank you so much, dude. I, I just, it was I love, so worth it. I love you, man. I wanted to give you like enough like stuff that's good to use, and you know maybe you could use on other stuff. Hell I yeah, just, man. I, I I like to give, you know. I might need uh, an addition made. I got you. on one logo, like the one where I'm standing. All right. Just have like another generic person, and then I could just Photoshop their face on there. Oh, uh, okay. Like, cause then I could just put like a real person's face on each episode. I could maybe yeah. If you want, if you want, obviously I'll still pay you for it, but. <laughs> But like, just as a thought, like it's nothing. Now that I have the first three, and okay. I'm still just getting all this stuff going, I'm just having too much fun with it. I'm not you. in a rush to do anything crazy because that's just extra work for me too. Like I gotta, like not the Photoshop will take me five minutes. Like you see, I, I don't know if you ever she's ever saw me do a Photoshop on my tablet. I've but seen I just have so much fun. Yeah, I got the pen now. It's not the Apple pen. It was a cheap knockoff for like half the price. It works just as great. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Anything else you want to say though before we wrap up? I think you want to, but we'll plug we'll do the plugs hmm. after. But if you have anything else you want to talk about while we're together, what else I want to talk? How have you been? Uh, how have you been spending the Corona time? Have you? How, what, what have you been doing to keep busy? Because you know a lot of this has been like self, like you know, just hanging out and yeah. do, doing your own thing a lot of the time, probably right. Like you, yeah. you recently have have moved out. You have this new yes, place thank and you. everything. So like, have what have you been doing to keep busy? So with no comedy and stuff, um, you know. I mean, I, I've been very lucky. I've been blessed. Uh, I never got to stop working. Mm-hmm. It's like my job kind of kept a normality. You know, I was right. working from home, so it was a little bit different. But once you got used to it, there was that. And then, you know, I kind of just got lazy in the beginning, to be real with you. I took it as a vacation. Yeah. Like, I, I know we couldn't do comedy, but it was outside of my control. I love the way Joe Rogan said, look, I'm not going to stress out about it. It's outside of my control. And I said, that's a good way to think about it. So I just kind of I said, you know what? I'm just going to relax. I played video games. I ate whatever I wanted, and I got fat. Oh, I got I got majorly fat during and, this break. Yeah, and then like after a month of doing all that and just playing video, I was like, I need to change some stuff. So I just started working out. After I said, you know, I'm gonna do like an hour that's to two up. hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be all be nonstop either, guys. Because you say two hours a day, you said that's fucking nuts. But like honestly, I'll ride my bike, and after like 10, 20 minutes, I'm kind of like break that first wind, and it's not that bad. And then I could ride for a full hour, or, or and then on my lunch break, you know, at work, mm-hmm. if I'm doing intermittent fasting, which I usually am. I'll go ahead and on the company's time, I'll take a walk, listen to a podcast. Yo, isn't, interme- isn't intermittent fasting like almost like cheating? Like it feels like it's too easy to Sometimes, like yeah. It, it's like a cheating way to lose oh. weight. Like it's so, it's like a cheat code, if you know? If you do it right, dude, it's so incredible. Right. Yeah. It's it just, it just, it not, and look, get, don't get me wrong. Like if you're like, oh, I tried, it doesn't work. You could be plateauing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be permanent, mm-hmm. but like it definitely does help. Well, there's different ways you could choose time. What is it? Like, there's, like, times, right? Like, people have, yeah, like, different like times. Like your yeah, yeah, yeah. that you eat. You have a window that you like eat. The best is between eight. It's, like, you don't want to do less than eight, and you don't want to do more than 12. Right, but right, like right. But, like, around 10 hours is the optimal. Yeah. Like, you know, closer to eight could be a little bit better, but. There is ways to, like, optimize, like, losing weight and, like, just optimizing life in general. Like, there are a lot of ways to do stuff like that, and intermittent fasting is a great way to lose weight. You know, if you drink coffee black. Mm-hmm. which I do now, if you drink a lot of water, when you're fasting, anytime you get tired or, or almost feeling a little lethargic because I didn't eat like some people get, mm-hmm. what happens is, yeah, you, you drink some water and your hunger pain goes away. You drink some coffee, you're no longer tired. Yeah. Now, if you do those two things, you know, you're way better off so you're not one of those assholes that gets hangry. <laughs> you ever been with one of those friends like, it's been like three hours. I haven't eaten in three hours. I need to eat right oh, now. That's been me this entire Corona Corona break. I'm beginning fat. <laughs> yeah. So basically to wrap it up, like I, I just been working out and then and then I moved. And now I want to know what you've been up to in this whole break. I've been well. First of all, I've been uh, I, I've been getting fat. That's definitely. <laughs> I've been getting. You, you don't look fat though. I, look well, like I've, I've been getting fat, shape. but I bounced back from okay. the intermittent fasting. Good, you know? good, good. I cut. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I use the coffee, but. Uh, I, let me get you. I gotta get you a little fired up or something. I'll try and get you fired up because this is the pissed golf podcast, and I and I've been no, keeping no, no. it relatively calm. Dude, you're just such a, you're such a good friend. I did another podcast with my other friend, and you know, uh-huh. I don't have to always be pissed. This, you're gonna see it, episode three. I did when I got back from vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm not very angry, and I'm like, oh, I hope you guys don't stop listening. <laughs> if they only listen for me, be angry. I'll just be Lewis Black. I don't. He was an inspiration to me. I loved how angry he was. He was the get. first comedian I saw in person. Like oh, live. my God. I have to go see him. He if was you ever want to see him live, dude, you 100%. know what? And this is, goes out to all my co- uh, comedian listeners, if you're a comedian, or even non-comedian listeners, if you're a comedy fan. If you ever want to see live comedy, let me, yo, shout out to John Ham Russo, mm. my coach, my fucking A1 in college. He, he saw me. He showed me how to get to the rugby field. I fucking ended up coaching with him afterwards after I graduated. This is my A1. 
I fucking love this guy. He even helped me move. And, oh, yeah. And appreciate the shit out of you, bro. But, like, yeah, he, uh, I went to see Joey Coco Diaz with him. Oh, fuck. That must have been a great show. And Dean Del Rey. And Dean Del Rey was fucking hilarious. And it was, yeah, a great show. And then I also, unfortunately, he got sick that day. Uh, he couldn't go, but I got to see uh, Joe Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe and Cheeto Santino. Uh, Andrew Santino. They, I love Andrew. Andrew Santino and, yeah. Yeah, and Hinchcliffe opened for him. And it was really fun. What? That's awesome. Yeah, I think they did like a half an hour each, and then Rogan did like 45 to an hour. That's so it was sick. Like, it was a really good show in Atlantic City. Yo, in Atlantic City? Yeah, it was a terrible drive. <laughs> and I drove there and then drove right back. Right. Like I went and did a half day of work so I can go oh, to see man. Joe Rogan. I literally go back home. Get on the get off the bus. Get in my car after I change. Go down to see Rogan dressed in my That's fucking sick. nines. That's I was so, sick. so ready, bro. Oh my god, it was nice. Yo, if anybody listening is a fan of comedy and you haven't gone to see live comedy, that's where it's at its best. Like if you yes. like. A lot of people, I think, get into comedy. You know, you see it on Comedy Central. You see it on Netflix. You see it a lot of places. Comedy is it's in its second big boom since the 90s. Oh, 100%. But, like, if you go to see live comedy, it's a totally different experience than when you go and, uh, uh, when you know, watch it at it. home and When stuff, you're watching you know? it, you're not – like you were saying earlier about, like, controlling the energy of the room. There is an energy when you're in live comedy. Mm-hmm. And maybe you, you you normally wouldn't find a joke funny, but if everybody around you is laughing, you almost feel like you're late, like you're left out. Yeah. The, the, the greatest thing also is when somebody tells a joke and you laugh out loud, even uh-huh. if nobody else is laughing, and then they laugh, it's like, ah, all right, I knew it was fucking funny, and everybody yeah. confirmed it. You know what I mean? Like that, it's uh, a nice feeling. It, when like you go there, it, it's like a very, it's almost like a family vibe, you know? It, not, not, not a family vibe, like a wholesome vibe, necessarily, especially because of what we talk about. But yeah. But I think I, th- I know that, that, um, that sense of belonging and like everybody's like, oh, we're just we're chilling here. It's a nice hangout. Together. And that's what it is. Like when, when a comic gets on stage, they're taking you on a, on a trip. Yeah, they're together. not They're not against you. They're, they're not, with you. Yeah, they're leading you somewhere. They're, yeah. Like, they're literally, your guys are on a path. Yeah. Like if you don't walk with them. It makes our job harder, and mm-hmm. if we don't lead you the right way, it makes your job harder to follow along. Yeah, so like it's, it's, it's a give and take. Definitely. But yeah. I, um, but to sum up, I think, uh, during this Corona break, I think all I've really done aside from the fluctuating weight is uh, I haven't picked my nose at all. <laughs> this entire right? this entire coronavirus, I, literally, I, in I the haven't. Beginning, I stopped. I had to because I, I have to stop doing the habit. And I like, can I even sometimes. I think I'll, my like, nose I'll got use bigger. My knuckle, like to touch it, that'll be the furthest I can do. Yeah. Like, I don't even, like, I used to put paper towel on my finger, like, or, like, uh, toilet paper or whatever, and I just fucking get it in there to get all those, like, right. sticky ones out, the ones that don't come out when you blow. Ooh, yeah. And I just, like, leave them. They're there for protection. I've been leaving them in now, and it, it is revolutionizing my nose game. My my sense of smell has improved, I would say. The boogers help the smell? I think so. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a filter. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's the density inside your nose, but... I've been smelling like I mean I know people have been losing their sense of smell in this coronavirus. I've been gaining their sense of smell. That's good, man. I've had, I have a powerful nose. I'm like a dog right so now. So as soon as you stop smelling slash tasting, <laughs> you know, get tested. Oh yeah, that's it. They don't have to worry Definitely. about anything else. I would recommend to everybody to stop picking your nose, especially if the wave two of this happens. If there's more coronavirus, we're inside. Stop picking your nose. That's what I'm getting pissed about tonight. At the same time, it's like, guys, let's also kind of slowly get this over with. If you know their area's hospitals are low in numbers, go out there, lick a fucking stranger. Get sick. Get sick. Don't die. If you feel sick, go to the hospital. Not all of you at once, by the way. One at a time, guys. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to go back to phase two. If our numbers go up a little bit at a time, but everybody gets an immunity, we're good. I got antibodies. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I didn't get tested, but I think I have antibodies. You look like you have antibodies. I look. That's what I was gonna say. Right? I look like I definitely. You have, have like an antibody glow around I you. I have. Yes. That's what I. W- you can kind of like if you look really hard in the mirror, you can see the antibodies on your skin. Right. Yes. You have to look really hard. Especially it's like a after UV you light. It might be also the lotion. I put lotion on, so it might be that. Ooh. Glow. You got. You got glow, that nice antibody. Yeah. Same thing. But anyway, uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on YouTube, on Twitter, on... Uh, Tell them the name. YouTube oh, at Spinal Palm. YouTube.com slash Spinal Palm. There you go. Twitter.com slash Spinal Palm. I do everything under the alias Spinal Palm. Oh, yeah. And uh, also sometimes Chris Gassler is my... Oh, your Instagram is not Chris Gassler. Not Chris Gassler, N-O-T-C-H-R-I-S-G-A-S-S-L-E-R. yes. N-O-T-C-H-R-I-S-G-A-S-S-L-E-R. Yeah, thank you. There it is. <laughs> He's got it. And yeah, uh, I, I also put up a Patreon recently. So if you do like cartoons and you want to support, support cartoons and uh, see like the inside of how cartoons are made, you could check out Spinal Palm at Patreon.com. And I put up like little posts and stuff and you support the art and I give nice. you a little bit extra. Oh, nice. Pay. Hell yeah. That's what's up. 
and yeah, you guys already know. Um, you know, all my stuff's gonna be in, in the info, but Yusef the G uh, at Twitter, and then everything else is Yusef Golf, Instagram, Facebook. Um, check that shit out. Uh, go to my sponsor, hemper.co slash discount slash golf. It's not a real sponsor. It's an affiliate program. I'll be real with you guys. Basically, you go there if you want to buy any kind of glass piece uh, for whatever you need, um, you know, dab-wise, or if you want to use it for a regular flower herb. Mm. Uh, it's really good stuff, really great prices. They send a box to you. You get a discount. If you buy something, they give me money off of my next product that I'm going to buy anyway. So whether you buy it or not, I'm still going to get it from them. You can support them. You can help yourself. You can support us. I just want to give a big shout-out one more time to my boy Chris Gasler. Oh, thank, thank him you, so much for the logo and thank him so much for being here. Yeah, and, you're the best, man. Oh, thank you, bro. And this is Piss Off episode five. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I really edit this in and I'll forget. But if I don't, you just know what happened at the yeah. end, maybe. You'll see it in the title. Oh, and then stay tuned for a little bit of extra tuning stuff that we did when we checked our audio. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Peace. Right. And stop. Just a little check, check. See. We'll see how this sounds. So far, so good. I might have to just hold it like this. Because I like them to be a little bit more in the middle. But yeah, light, right in between that negative five is pretty good for me. Because I can do a lot more editing with it. Gotcha. Anything else you want to say? Do a little um, testing. Testing, I would like to say um, this podcast is sponsored by Cheetos. And, uh, yeah. And Gimme Organic. Gimme Organic. It's seaweed, motherfucker.